Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to... The FMCA convention, not Absolutely. the fire. <laughs> yeah, there's no fires today. But not today. I'm still Tony. I'm still Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In things. Yeah. Looking to share big adventures in through. <laughs> <laughs> and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. Well, we are coming to you from the back of a four-wheel pop-up camper's pickup camper on the, right. in the bed of a F350 four-wheel drive lifted pick up truck. Yes, we are. So, live from the FMCA convention yeah, in, Tucson. in Tucson, Arizona at the Pima County Fairgrounds. Yeah, and if you're looking for us, we are right behind... We're right behind the building where the exhibitors exhibit are. are. Yeah, We're all by ourselves. Yeah, there's literally no other RVs. We're on a grassy field because I apparently I threw them. I asked for a place where our solar would work. But also where we could access showers because we don't have a shower here. And that one really threw them off because, you know, pretty much everyone who travels here is self-contained and has showers. As are we normally. Normally. But we had to be in a place where we could access some showers. So here we are in the middle yeah. of the grass where nobody <laughs> else is. Yep. Yeah, this rig is, well, we'll talk about it more, but there's no potty in here that came with it. But we will get to that. We'll hear more about that. But in the meantime, as we trolled all the various places that we troll, (laughs) somebody asked something. I haven't seen this in a while, and it, it made me really think. They asked, can your pets ride in your trailer? Like in a travel trailer. Yeah, travel trailer, fifth wheel while you're going to wherever you're going. And having ridden in a travel trailer several times, <laughs> don't. Don't. Just, I don't know that there's any law against it. Yeah, I didn't, I, I I didn't check. Either. But but what I do know is your pets are already, like, they're by themselves, and then it shakes, rattles, and rolls. Oh, my and gosh. And it's scary. Plus, you don't know if something happens. You don't know if they've had an accident or fallen off the bed or you just can't monitor them from back there and some pets are traumatized by new places new smells you you obviously know your pet but not all of them do well camping and then you add that to the mix and i can't tell you how bouncy and jiggly and noisy things banging and clanking around in a toad anything a travel trailer fifth wheel yeah they're not designed to be comfortable to ride in and thus the suspensions are pretty primitive they're usually leaf springs with a few torsion axle models and they just are miserable to ride in add on top of that the shaking and the wiggling and the squeaking and the squawking and the it's (laughs) and that's just the bird pets (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just not a good situation so i can't be more emphatic about saying please don't Yeah, please don't. It would cause them stress. It would cause them stress. And a lot of things can cause people stress and animals stress. And we're going to take a quick little break. And then we're going to come back and talk more about stress. Yeah. And how to be stress less. 
We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now Now that's that's Stressless Camping. Camping. All right, we are back and I have a confession to make. I am relatively high strung. He can stress out. Yeah. And that's why we have stressless camping, is we try to practice stressless techniques to reduce the stress, especially on poor Peggy. Um, <laughs> somebody was talking to us about, you know, how do you, what is stressless camping? So we thought, you know, this is a good time to go over ways Some to stress less. Some of the things that can and, cause stress and yeah. how to kind of combat them and or work through them work with them mm-hmm. make them not your boss make yeah. <laughs> be yeah. the boss of stress <laughs> okay yeah sometimes i'm like the king of stress but anyway <laughs> so here are a few steps to how to stress less while you camp more yes when i get stressed out about something and i do what really helps me the most is to look at the final place I want to be, whether that's an accomplishment, a solution, an issue, and then try to work backwards to, okay, how do I get there? And I'm very much, my brain loves methodical, structured things. I like being in control of the circumstance and knowing, okay, if I do these four things, that problem will go away. That is like magic for me. And unfortunately, sometimes I just react. Then Peggy helps me work through things and all is better. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit hard to get to the place we want to get to, but Really, you know, here one of the best ways to, to get started, and this is, you know, before you get to a place where you don't want to be and have to backtrack to figure out how to get where you want to be, before you even start, one of the best things to do is have checklists. Yeah. We have, have a whole episode, Checklists Make for Stressless Camping. Stressless Camping, that's right. Now, I think that we're going to do some admitting here because... We're not just here to lecture you. We're here to tell you that stress happens. (laughs) And one of the reasons that we picked this topic this week is because it's been really, really different traveling in a pop-up 
pickup camper instead of a travel trailer. So checklists are still important and they still work, but a lot of our checklists are a little bit irrelevant. And so they are wonderful and helpful, but in this case, they <laughs> we didn't really have a checklist for what to do when things that we had no idea were going to happen happened. Right. And so that goes back to the first thing, look at the solution and work backwards through it. Yeah. yeah, we are never the people to be lecturing on anything. No, no. We're just a couple of goofballs with a podcast. <laughs> and we hope that whatever we experience and learn, we can share with you and we all end up better. Because some of you have shared some wonderful things with us. Yes. And it makes our camping experience stressless. So assuming that you are going to continue to camp or travel in the same vehicle all the time. <laughs> Which is our goal, by the way. We have some sample checklists on our website. We'll obviously put a link into in that our, blog It's post. an article, and article. there's downloadable checklists, so you can download them in Google Docs and Word and, and Apple Pages and things like that. So they're downloadable, and of course, when you download them, you can edit them. Right, you can edit them. So if there's a whole section on towing that isn't relevant to you because you drive a class c then you can just erase that part and make the font bigger and make it easier to read <laughs> yeah but absolutely. it's a really good idea to develop and always use your checklists yeah absolutely and, and when you don't you know one of the reasons we like them let's say you're packing up from a long weekend you met some really cool folks and you're at your trailer or whatever or whatever rv you have packing up and then they come over and, oh, sorry to see you go. Let's keep in touch, blah, blah, blah. Well, then you may have forgotten a critical step like putting the hitch pin in. Right. Or whatever it happens whatever to be. Whatever it happens to be. So use your checklist. You know, don't just assume that you did everything on the list because sometimes you do. You get distracted or your mind is a little bit preoccupied and you forget things. So yeah. have the checklist and use the checklist. And that will go a long way toward not getting you into a situation that you have to back your truck backtrack yourself out of yeah <laughs> yeah all right another thing that i've heard so many people say and truthfully it's really good the 330 rule and basically what that is is roughly travel no more than three hours or 300 miles yeah all right that's right it's travel 300 Steve, and i don't know <laughs> travel no more than 300 miles and arrive by 330 and the reason for that is you're there in the daylight so you don't do things we pulled into first we're in an unfamiliar rig we pulled into a harvest host on a farm which was absolutely fantastic but it's dark so yeah. here we're setting up this new to us rig in the complete darkness yeah so. and some people add a third three and that is to stay three days everywhere you go so really yeah. it depends on what your goal is for the last three days we were moving because we were going from home to tucson and now we're here for three i think maybe five days something like so that. so we'll make up for the days that we went three <laughs> days in a row but we did the same thing last summer and we found that you know we had a destination we needed to get there at a certain time and so we did travel a little more days in a row than we would have liked yeah so and if faster. you yeah if you can schedule yourself to have a day or two off every day or two which is doesn't have anything to do with a three, but <laughs> anyway, but anyway, yeah. give yourself t 
time to get to where you're going. Give yourself time in the afternoon. Get settled by 3.30 so that you have the afternoon to relax and try to slow down. Well, and that also goes back to the price of fuel, which we're all feeling right now. Yeah. If you travel a shorter distance and spend more time there, perhaps you can walk or bike or e-bike or hike or whatever instead of trying to move a lot of miles. Right, But that's another thing. Yeah. Here is something that really helps me. I'm very fortunate in that Peggy and I can pretty much talk about anything. And so it's good to have a someone who you can really talk things through, going back to, again, backtracking and coming to an end goal. Having someone you can talk things through with is fantastic. And that could be a relative, a spouse, a kid, a neighbor, somebody you met seven years ago and and can call on the phone, whatever it is. But just like having a confidant to help you work this stuff through. Right. And if it's a travel partner, then you do it while you're traveling or or while you're sitting in the passenger seat waiting <laughs> to travel or whatever. And if it's not a fellow traveler, if it's not your partner or whatever, your travel partner, just sit down and take a minute and make that phone call and think things through and don't act rashly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of posts where people are in the campground and it's like, oh my gosh, this this happened and that happened. And you can tell they don't have a somebody that they can talk things through with. Right. So. And so some people use Facebook groups, yeah. which is a way to do it. You know, you have to rely on that Facebook group being active at the time that you have whatever problem it is. But it can be a good way. But it's also good if you have, as Tony said, someone who knows you, understands how your brain works, so that when you call and say, I have this problem, they don't offer solutions that don't make sense right. for you. Um, Everybody deals with things in different ways. Yeah, and, and so it's got to be someone who understands you enough to actually give you a solution you're going to accept and be able to do. Yeah, yeah that's a big deal. Of course, you know, none of us have a crystal ball, but trying to anticipate situations that can arise and have a plan and a backup plan. And maybe even a backup backup plan. You know, if there are three ways that something can go, pick the one that you want, pick the one that's second best, and pick the way that, well, we'll survive. Yeah. <laughs> and well, know them in order. And so then if you do start to have some struggles, you can go with that backup plan. And you're not going to have a huge meltdown because things aren't going right. Yep. And here are things that we've found very, very common. Slide room's not working. Yeah, Ugh. that happens. A lot of people, that's what we see on Facebook. Yeah. When people are looking for that Facebook help. And again, if the person you can really, really talk to is your brother, but he's not a camper, then he's not the one to help you figure out your slide problem. Yeah. So again, no, like, know who to have, call when you need. If your RV has slide rooms on it, know how to manually extend or retract them. The same is true of levelers. I mean, one of the bigger warranty issues I dealt with is automatic level systems. They just, oh, you couldn't give me one, but that's just me. (laughs) Tire failures. What to do in the event of a tire failure. Know how to handle if it pops on the road, which I hope it doesn't, but tire failures are not uncommon in RVs. This one is such a weird thing to me because 
I know, you know, I could write down on paper, I could explain what you're supposed to do, but I always wonder in the panic of the moment, would I remember the right things or would I just freak out and crash myself into a ditch? I hope not. I hope not as well. But if you at least know what you're supposed to do, maybe that logical part of your brain will take over in a panic situation. Well, and also, no matter what kind of rig you have, I mean, on a big old Class A, you're probably not changing your own tire. But like travel trailers, pickup trucks, anything yeah, like that, yeah. practice changing that tire. Because we've heard many, many cases where roadside assistance, even the better ones, take hours and hours days. and hours. Yeah, sometimes Remember, Cinda was on the side of the road for three days yeah. waiting to get some assistance. I mean, it was a big rig and everything, but even the best system, the best program, if you're far, far, far away from anywhere, it's going to take time for someone to get there to help you. So know how to be able to handle whatever things you physically can handle. Right. But the more you know, the easier your experience is, the more stress less. The more stress less you can be. be. (laughs) Roof leaks are also very common. And maybe having some duct tape with you and being able to mitigate that temporarily or something. But roof leaks are so common. And and this goes back to maintenance where we encourage you to look at all the seals every three months. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest, a lot of people don't know what to do when that happens. Yep. So as I said, you know what to do if a tire fails or whatever. But if something happens that you didn't anticipate, try not to panic, try to remain calm, try to stop Rest and assess, <laughs> which was actually a diet term that we yeah. learned, but it works for this too. Just stop, take a breath, think about what's happening, and then try to remember. Oh, wait, I do know how to fix that. I don't have to panic. Yep. Yeah, try to work backwards through the work issue to yeah. the solution. So here's one that I will preach because Tony can't, because he actually does this often enough. Don't get hangry. What? (laughs) Me? Oh, yeah. Have snacks. Have meals or snacks or have things that you know. And in my opinion, that's good protein, not not a bunch of sugary snacks. Have some good, healthy, decent food that you make sure that you don't get super hungry. Because immediately... When you get really, really hungry, that's when something really bad is going to happen. And it's just going to compound and it's just, it's going to cause, you know, kind of a desperate feeling situation. We always have road snacks and we have these plastic cups that used to hold ice cream. Yeah. So there's a, there's a brand called Talenti. It's a gelato and they come in, they're really good for one thing, but then they also come in like a, maybe one cup or something. But it has a a screw-top lid, so they're really good for filling with nuts and other kinds of things to keep us snacks. So we keep those right in the truck. Then if we need snacks and we can't stop or we're not ready to stop, but we've just got to have a bite, we always have a little something to keep ourselves from getting hangry. Yep, yep, that's for sure. I personally am, if you ever want to make me nuts, not that it's a big (laughs) trip, time constraint. Man, I hate knowing I have two hours of stuff to do and I only have an hour and a half or whatever the numbers. So making sure I have plenty of time and sometimes just not doing certain stuff is a huge stress relief for me. If you get into a situation where you can't get all the things done that you had planned, figure out which ones are the important ones. 
and let some things go. Do that 3.30 rule where you're not rushing too much. Don't plan an activity for every single second of every single day. Give yourself some downtime. Even if you're full-timing, give yourself some non-travel, non-work, calm down and enjoy the day days. Yeah. And then, again, like trying to do too much in an afternoon or whatever, just that's not good for the way my mind works. Right. So leave plenty of time and know that whatever you plan to do is going to take longer than you plan to take. So... (laughs) Yeah, everything that. takes longer. Yeah. Always double how long you think anything's going to take. Yeah. And if you're going to go somewhere, use RV Trip Wizard to anticipate fuel stations and don't let your fuel tank get below a third of a tank is my preference. Right. If you, a Trip Wizard will help you know how far you can get, you know, how many miles you can go between fill-ups and it helps you find it helps you it helps you remember when it's time to fill up i mean most of us are watching our gas gauge <laughs> all the time anyway but trip wizard if you tell it i can go this many miles on a tank of gas then it will tell it'll start telling you like okay well you better stop here because that next place where there are stations is too far away are expensive. Are very, very I mean, expensive, and that's a big time right now. There have been times where I've let my fuel tank get so low that I would have paid anything. And there are times where I have paid anything yeah, to, yeah. to get fuel because it was so expensive. And, of course, now even cheap fuel isn't cheap fuel right. anymore. So it seems kind of like this is unnecessary, but really start to plan your next gas stop when you're, like, half empty. Yeah. It seems like you're like, no, no, I've got tons of time. But, you know, especially if you're on those big, long, lonely roads, there aren't that many stops. And there might be miles and miles and miles between places where you can fill up. And, again, those prices out in the middle of nowhere, you tend to get shot up really high. So just really plan and don't let yourself run low. And then that's a stress you don't need to put on yourself. Yep. So there was a day that I wrote about. (laughs) and it was called stressless in a stressful situation i wasn't going far i was going for with some girls for the weekend and a lot of things didn't go right boy that's for sure and it was raining and there were problems with the truck and you know i'm not going to tell you the whole story because you can read about it it. (laughs) there's a link to it but basically i just stayed calm And there was actually, I don't know if I wrote it, and I know I probably never told Tony this, but one of the things that went wrong was when I went inside the travel trailer, there was water on the floor, and I thought that the vent was leaking, and I told myself, you know, I really want to take this trip, and I don't want Tony to get more stressed. (laughs) I will take the shower curtain off the shower and sleep under it if I have to to make this trip. (laughs) Yeah, you did tell me that. But I had forgotten about So I just stopped and thought about what the problem is, figured out a solution. What it turned out to be is that the vent was actually open a little bit. (laughs) So as soon as I closed it, I didn't have to worry anymore. That's probably before we put the vent mate on it. Yeah, that was before the vent mate. So when things are going wrong, just take a minute to really think about what's important. You know, on that trip, if things were bad enough, it wasn't 
so vital that I had to go on that trip. I could have, well, literally it was close enough. I could have just driven to the campground every day and hung out with the girls and then gone home to sleep. But doggone it, I wanted to camp with my girlfriends. Yeah, Peggy does a fair number of camping, uh, like in groups of women, many through Girl Camper magazine. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty slick. They have, I've seen pictures and they have a good time. Yeah, we do. So it's definitely not only stressless camping, but it's, I don't know what, it's awesome. <laughs> so again, we're not just here to tell you all the ways to be stressless without really, we've been there. We get it. Yeah. We, we tell you these things because it's things we've already learned and we're trying to impart our knowledge and our experience with you. They say if you learn from your mistakes, that makes... Peggy and I are pretty smart because <laughs> I screw up a lot. We have made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. We've learned from all of them. so Not all should. of them. Sometimes I'll repeat something. Well, and, this is true. And be like, doggone it. Didn't I learn that Didn't last I time? Didn't I learn this before? No, I'm a dummy. So that's, that's the... this is kind of it. We've had, we have had some stresses this week. We have had some problems. We have worked through them. Yeah, we we're have, still alive. We have considered giving up on this trip. Yeah, I was that I was that stressed out. In fact, we went two hours out of our way because we were gonna give up and then we just kept talking and talking and yeah. we figured out a plan and we solved our problems and here we are. Yeah. We did it. So, so there you go. Again, we get it. We are speaking from experience. We are happy to share if you want to contact us and yeah. ask for specifics. Well, well, <laughs> it can be a funny story yeah. in a month or two. <laughs> oh, it always is. Here's the thing. We are at the FMCA convention, as you know. And Friday, we are hoping, you know, if you listen to the podcast and you're here, come join us. We're yeah. just going to sit around and tell stories and BS and that kind of thing. We will be behind the exhibit hall <laughs> from 5 to 6.30. Probably 6.30 or so. Then other things start happening yeah, then again with Yeah, there's music convention. again. So. Yeah. And with that, we will take another break and be right back. Tony mentioned earlier that we stayed at a Harvest Host. We actually stayed at a Boondockers Welcome yeah. site. Oh, I said... That farm. Yeah. yeah we do it a lot. And now they merge, so it's a little bit harder to remember. But what we want to make sure that we impart to you, our experience of Boondockers Welcome, is it's such a great organization, and you do have to pay to be a member. You pay an annual fee, and you have access then to all of the Boondockers Welcome sites where people, private entities will open up a piece of their driveway to you and that's something we got this week one of the things about these boondockers welcome and harvest host locations is they're instagram worthy they're almost always pretty neat looking yeah the place we stayed this past week was a farm there's horses and little horses and dogs and chickens and chickens <laughs> And it was just beautiful, and it was free, and the nicest people, too. Yeah, they were really, um, really nice. And that has been our experience everywhere that we've been using. I want to say everywhere we've boondocked, but that's a whole different topic. Everywhere we've boondocked or welcomed... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Anyway, everywhere that we have been welcomed as boondockers... Okay. <laughs> ...in someone's driveway has been a great experience for us. Yep. And one thing that we want to make sure that we impart to you is that the prices are going to be increasing for new members. So the price that you pay when you start is the price that you're going to always pay annually. 
And pretty soon, I'm sorry, I don't know the date. I, It'll I'm sorry. be in the I don't show know notes. the date, but we'll put it in the show notes. As of that date, new members are going to pay a higher annual fee than members who start now. So check out the link. We also have a discount code. Yeah, so we have a discount on the current price. So if you've been thinking of joining Boondockers, welcome. Yeah, don't hesitate now because now is the time so that you have that locked-in price for the rest of your membership. Yep. You might then want to stay at Boondockers Welcome Sites as you travel around the country going to FMCA conventions, which is what we're at now. Yeah, we are at the FMCA Sunset and Saguaros, which is in Tucson, Arizona. That's right. This one is called Sunsets and Saguaros. We came to you live from... Gillette, Wyoming in yep. July. And that well, was it was pre recorded, but Well, yeah. we were live, but yeah. I guess we always are. So Yeah. <laughs> it's live in our minds. We recorded our podcast from <laughs> from the convention in Gillette, Wyoming in July. And we are already scheduled to go to the convention in Lincoln, Nebraska in August of 2022. How we're getting there, we don't know yet. We don't know yet, but what the heck? But we're going, we're going. doggone it. And, you know, what's fun is, the I mean, the conventions themselves are fantastic. They are full of exhibitors and seminars and wonderful people. We have become mentor volunteers, so we meet up with the first-timer people and kind of help them find their way around. And this is actually our second time at Pima County Fairgrounds, so that helped us find our way around so that we can yeah. show other people around. We've been given tours and talking to new members and it's fmca is a great organization there's so many benefits to joining but one of the better ones is to just attend these events and they're they have large and small events all over they're mostly uh, what do they expect 1700 rigs here yeah or so for like that? for conventions which is the international part every, the other ones that are smaller are regional or chapter wide and that's there's a lot of detail to that but the international conventions let's say do twice a year are 1500 2000 rigs so probably twice as many people as that Lots of people to meet and talk to and and so many seminars. They have seminars all day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And And they're all vetted and they're really good seminars. Yeah, especially the ones that stress us. Oh, wait, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, we are giving three. We are. So if you're here and you're looking for us and you haven't found us by Saturday, we'll be in seminar six all day Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) And now there's more youthful members. FMCA has had a lot of retirement age people, which is neither good or bad. It's just it is. Mm -hmm. Now there's some pretty young, like school age yeah. Members. And they now accept travel trailers. Right. And they actually are trying to reinvigorate the youth program, which is for not young adult travelers, but for people with children and young people. And our friend Maddie, who we keep popping <laughs> in, running into at every convention, is kind of in charge of that. She's a lovely young lady who yeah. hopefully listens to this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Maddie. So, but yeah, that's the deal. So we're coming to you. We're camping at the FMCA convention, as yes. are 1,700 other rigs So of all types. Yeah. We even saw a vintage trailer. That's right. We did. And while we are camping here... 
Tony, tell us your RV of the week. Oh, the RV of because the week. Because we're sitting in it. Yeah, it is the four-wheel pop-up campers, which are made in Northern California and Woodland, California. And we got to tour the factory and watch them build these campers. And I was really impressed with how they make these things. They are an all-aluminum structure, cage structure, to which is bonded either corrugated aluminum or flat aluminum, if you mm -hmm. want something a little bit fancier, as it were. They make everything from campers you could put on a Toyota Tacoma or Ford Ranger up to what we have, which sits on a one-ton pickup truck but this is a short bed so it's a six and a half foot bed and the camper fits in the bed so it's a shorty camper they also make campers that will go on flatbed trucks yeah they like they flatbed to... pickups they haul a little more and they're a little wider and so there's a lot of different options this is a rig that they use for you know lending out to people so it's like a rental car right and we all know a rental car is an off-road vehicle well that's not nice but <laughs> let's face it with that being said it's in remarkably good shape yeah there are a lot of clever things about this rig it's a pop-up camper so it's not much taller than your pickup truck while you're driving Right, while you're driving, and then you pop it up, and there's something like two and a half feet more. Something like that. And it's, it's certainly enough so that we can both stand. Yeah. There's plenty of headroom with the roof up. They've done windows, and the pop-up mechanism is like a... It's kind of like, like a, a canvas, like a pop-up Yeah, pop like a plastic canvas. Yeah. And then there are multiple layers, so it's pretty well insulated. Yeah. They have Velcro covers for the windows. They have Max Air fans. They've this got one LED has, strip lights. Yeah, which are dimmable. Mm -hmm. This one has a 12-volt fridge. And when we were heading to <laughs> pick up the camper, we had a ton of stuff in our truck. And we're both like, well, this is like a I wish but there's no way all this stuff is going in this four-wheel camper. Nope. We did pack really, really light, of course. Yeah. We're only gone for two weeks, and there's only two of us, and we're not... We're certainly not going to be entertaining in this camper. No. And so... Well, you know, we are now. Well, <laughs> we, won't be, uh, we won't be welcoming dinner guests or anything. No. So we have two of everything. We have two plates and two forks and all that. We took our smallest size chest... And I said, if it'll fit in this ice chest, I hope it'll fit in that fridge. And honestly, this fridge is bigger than that ice chest. So yeah, I got everything in there, and there was still plenty of room. The cabinetry, you'd go, oh, boy, there's only two little drawers and only three little cabinets. Well, those cabinets aren't that small. And we, as we said, packed and planned really lightly. There's space in those cabinets. Yeah, and then Peggy found more the other day. Yeah, I found a hidden compartment that yeah. I didn't know had storage. So, I was, so I'm amazed at how much storage there is. They're all positive latches. I really like the cabinetry that they do. Mm -hmm. That's a cabinet door. They're, they're all solid. <laughs> this rig has 160 watts of solar and a 12-volt fridge and two AGM batteries. And it's been just fine. Yeah. It's been doing real, real well. There's a little furnace in here that heats the small space up in like 4.1 seconds. Yeah, it's really good. It does have a two burner stove and a sink that are both flush mounted into the counter. So, you know, when the pop-up is down, they aren't sticking up, then there's plenty of counter space. The counters are really high, which is yeah funny, which is good because that means there's more of storage space below. 
Overall, this is, you know, the advantages of having a pickup camper are that you still get your pickup truck. So you can drop off a pickup camper in many campgrounds. Yes. And it's not a lengthy process to do so. The other advantage is you can still tow like a boat or something like that behind you. So right. that's another advantage. Right. And also it's a pickup. And let's be honest, anybody can work on an American or on a pickup truck, right? Right, I mean, that's it's right. such a common vehicle. It doesn't require special mechanics and all of that. Now, here's another thought. Let's say you want an RV that gets pretty decent gas mileage. You could go get one of those half-ton, you know, F-150, Ram 1500, uh, Chevy 1500 with the small diesel. They all have about a three-liter diesel engine. And the four-wheel camper is not going to make a big difference in the fuel economy because it is almost the same height as your truck without it. And it's not extremely heavy. No, we actually picked up, there was a fully finished aluminum cage for one of these campers. Yeah. And we actually picked it up. Yeah. So it's very light, but super strong. There's nothing in here that I'd say is cheap or no. halfway done. No, not at all. So yeah, that's what we got. The four-wheel pop-up camper out of Woodland, California. Indeed. Now, we in this four-wheel camper, yeah, one thing it doesn't one have. One thing this particular model doesn't have. And you can option. And it's because of the, I think because of the length of the bed, basically. Well, I think you can configure these. And you can configure them differently. This particular one doesn't have any kind of bathroom facilities. Now, Built I'm not in. surprised that it doesn't have a shower, but they did provide to us a go anywhere. I'll a generously call could... it a porta potty. Okay. <laughs> what that is is it's a plastic stand with a net bag into which you put really thick plastic bags and then sprinkle some powder. So if you go number one, then the powder absorbs the number one and gels it. Yeah. If you go number two, well, the good thing about these is you can put toilet paper feminine products, flushable wipes, just about anything you can imagine can mm -hmm. go into Yeah, this. you don't have to worry about anything flushing down because there's no flush mechanism. Yeah, there is no flush. What I did find is that that plastic bag is kind of, I guess it's big and, and so there's a lot of folds to it and we maybe didn't get it put together as well as we could have and it was not that comfortable to use. I did not like it. I did not like um, sitting on it at all. For the male of the species... It's also it's, super low to the really floor. It's really low. So honing your aim is not <laughs> the easiest thing in the world. It's a it's a distant target. And then that just makes it worse for the girls. Uh, it's just, yeah. So the, the go so anywhere. So the go anywhere is fine for other people. You know, we've said this about this camper quite a bit. And we say this about, you know, some products quite a bit. We are not that young. We are what? not very skinny. What? And we are not very Spry. What? So, things that other people might have no problem using, we're going to give you the matured... Yeah. <laughs> we're going to well, give you it. our perspective of that, and we're, you know, from a different perspective. Yeah, and so anyway, that go anywhere was a no-go. It was a no-go. So, this is a tale of two toilets. <laughs> we went and bought a Camco porta potty It's a portable... Like a cartridge toilet. Mm -hmm. We really like that. Sure. That is. It's 16 good inches height. high, which is a, <laughs> almost as high as a regular toilet in the house. It is a very large bowl. 
So the previous aiming issues yeah, aren't an issue. Disappeared. It will take number one and number two just fine. I think we got three days, and then I finally said, "Well, I'm going to try dumping it." Yeah, we easily did three days without and it we before used we got to it dump ex- because we were off the grid. Right. So we used right. all the functionality so <laughs> of that toilet. The way you dump it is you. It comes in two halves, sort of like an Easter egg. Or plastic Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about that prize. Then you take the bottom half and there's a spout. You turn it around. You turn it about. It's a turnabout spout. Okay. And you aim it at the toilet and you let her rip. All right. It is very easy. It is not messy as long as you're careful with this. I will say James and Steph from the Fit RV had one and... James was quite appalled by the smell that he smelled. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how bad can it be? Well, it is worse than I thought. And the reason being... We might be able to do a follow-up on this because we've learned that water is your friend, just as any RV toilet. Any RV toilet. So we will probably have to do a little follow-up and experiment a little bit. We were being... Yeah, we were being conservative conservative with water. water, And that's probably not a good thing. And my perception is the smell that I smelled was not number two, but it was number one. Okay. It doesn't age well. So we needed to dilute it more. Correct. So it actually does have a reservoir, so it has a little flushing mechanism. You can put water in the reservoir. We just didn't do it for various reasons, but one of those reasons is I'm afraid it'll get too heavy, and we actually have to kind of move it around inside this little space quite a bit, so I don't want it to be really heavy to move. There's Camco, and we also looked at the Thetford model, but we couldn't find one. Yeah, so we those got are the not Camco easy to find. One. What I like about the Camco one is it's a mechanical water system as opposed to needing batteries and electric. Right. But mm-hmm. it's an inch lower than the Thetford and doesn't have a empty full indicator other than you open the trap door and <laughs> Nothing look happens. down. <laughs> and that's when you go, uh-oh, I need to dump this sucker. So Thetford, as Tony said, has battery-operated flush mechanism and there's a little indicator that shows you when your waste tank is getting full and it's time to dump it but again when it gets heavy and we can't move it around in this room in this space then we (laughs) we dump it now one of the things that we have decided over the past week is we're going to use that camp we are going to pull the entire bathroom out of our vintage trailer yeah and we are going to use that camco toilet as the toilet and then have a stainless steel shower pan made because the shower is so small, I do not fit in it. No, I, there, I don't think there's any practical way that we can use the existing shower in the vintage trailer. So rather than just have something we can't use at all, we're going to turn it into a wet bath. Yep. And by the way, we did update. There was a video last week about the baggage doors and butyl tape. And so I don't remember <laughs> if we linked to that last week or not, but I'll link to it this week again. Yeah, so we probably did. We was all about vintage last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Our question of the question week. Question of the week. I asked if you prefer sunrises or sunsets. And sorry, Deb. Yep. Here comes the song again. Sunrise, sunset. So we, it was fairly equal. Yeah. And I really wasn't asking a very deep question. Basically, what I was saying is, do you get up before the sun? That was really my question. (laughs) But you guys had some fantastic answers and some, like, really, like, serious reasons why you prefer one over the other. And so 
Although I'm not a morning person, I, I enjoy the rare, rare, rare sunrise that I get to see. But the point is very well taken that it's a new day. It's the possibilities of all the things that can happen in that day. I know Tony likes that time of day because it's quiet because Peggy's still asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in the summertime, that's the cool part of the day. So it's cool and quiet and you can think about all the great things that you're going to do that day. The birds are singing. That's right. But on the other hand, at sunset, you can, I don't know, maybe pop open a beer and sit by the campfire and reflect on all the great things that did happen that day. (laughs) 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 And you don't have to get up early to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And this week... You know, we always talk about our favorite gadgets and we tell you about gadgets. I want to know your favorite gadget. Uh, I like that. Well, I have plenty. We have two new favorite gadgets and we'll be talking about those in the future but you can answer the question of the week on our fun and friendly facebook group linked in the show notes of this episode or right on our website right or go to facebook and look up stressless camping podcast group that's true and did you know we do a once a week newsletter that's absolutely free where we have links to stories videos podcasts and more that will help you get the most out of your stressless camping experience. Just visit stresslesscamping.com and you can sign up pretty much on any page. Just go to the bottom of the page. Now, you have to know that we send one email a week. We don't share your information. We just use that email to remind you that the podcast is out, tell you what's going on in the week. And that is all we use that email for. Yeah, and don't forget that's also the place where you'll find discounts and deals on the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure, including a discount on Boondockers Welcome. That's right. Where the price is about to go up. Yes. So grab yourself a discount at the current price. That's right. Also, if you know of a great deal that we don't have yet, please let us know and we will share that with the rest of the gang. Absolutely. And of course, we are in all the social places but you can start at stressescamping.com where you can jump off anywhere you want to find us. Also, you'll know that the show notes for this episode, episode number 142, are on our website as well. So if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free! It is free to subscribe on any podcast app. We're saving you a seat. Yes, you! A seat around our virtual All of you. Fire. We'll move our seats back to let all of you in. And And as long as you're on the website or in the app anyway, if you could take a moment to write us a review, we sure do appreciate when we get those reviews. They help us so much. Yeah, I can't tell you how important those are. With that being said, we really appreciate your being with us. Hopefully there's some tips to stress less. And if you are in Tucson... Come yeah. by and oh, say yeah. hi. Come by and see us this Friday. Or Saturday. Right. Yeah, you could come to our workshops this Saturday or this Friday. Come behind the exhibit hall. We're like the behind the haulers. <laughs> but we are the behind the haulers on the lawn with the four-wheel camper, probably with a bunch of solar panels set out at 5 to 6.30 Friday afternoon. With that being said, thank you so much for being with us once again this week. And most of all, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!
Back up, back up, back up. Back up, back up. 